Hello everybody, this is episode 12 of Existential, and today we talk about technology's relationship with hedonism and the way technology affects us in our everyday life. Before we dive in, I want to give a brief thanks to our sponsor. Alright, so before we begin, I actually want to give a thank you to all of you guys who've been listening. Uh, this podcast has been taking off uh, beyond my expectations. Um, I will not share the exact statistics quite yet. But I am I am overly satisfied with the amount of of people who have been listening uh, to each episode. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This is this is really not just a a uh, not just a dream or an, a vision of mine, but it's it's a really a means of expression. And I and I really makes me feel great that people are out there actually listening and appreciating uh, the the content I'm giving you guys because I really do put uh, a a lot of effort in here. I put a substantial effort on in each episode. So, uh, so thank you so much guys for, uh, for keeping with me and listening. So episode 12, technology's relationship with hedonism. This is a pretty interesting theory. So reality is composed of, this is an argument by the way, so it's going to build up. Number one, reality is a composition of experiences of different thrill levels. Each experience has a thrill level. Or, in our argument, we'll call it level of stimuli or thrill points. So reality is a composition of experiences with different thrill points. A walk in the park has a thrill point level of 20. Bowling with friends, maybe 40 thrill points. Sex, parties, drugs, alcohol, 100 points. These are thrilling activities, right? So when someone says, oh wow, that's so thrilling, it means it's a really high level of thrill, right? So high thrill points. People are made to experience reality, which is healthy and God-ordained blend of thrills, right? Reality is a healthy, a, a, a healthy God-ordained uh, or God-orchestrated blend of thrills, right? Yes, we do compose our own reality. Yes, a lot of times we get, we have the choice to walk out of the house and either go to a park or go to a club. That's, that's your choice. That's completely within your hands, right? So in a way, reality is your choice, right? What, how much thrill do you want in your life, right? How much, and with higher thrill, obviously there comes cost and benefit like everything in life, but reality is a compass is a healthy composition of experiences. It is a choice. And that's a, that's a, something we're going to reference a little bit later. So a hedonist is one who indulges disproportionately in activities with high thrill scores. So a hedonist is a, is known to be a super physical is a is someone who is super super uh, physical and highly invested in the physical world right all of us have a natural balance of spiritual to physical right some of us are very mental and very deep you know very philosophical and introspective well conversely there are a lot of those out there who are very involved in physical activities you know they're all about cars and money and sex and and drugs and I mean, everyone to their own level, but there is a natural balance. Now, there's also a balance of our capabilities. I'm capable of reaching high of uh, spiritual highs, while you're capable of reaching physical highs. You know, everyone has their own desires, right? Uh, and a hedonist is one who disproportionately enjoys uh, or indulges in activities with high thrill scores, right? And the mind is be, i mean because the mind is on a constant pursuit of thrills the mind is on a constant pursuit of thrills key point here 
here's a proof of that. I'm going to give you an example of a crazy, crazy study that was done not too long ago. If you sit in a, if you sit in a, in the bathroom, right, and it's half dark, pretty dark, and you're sitting in front of a mirror, do not, and you do not move a muscle. That means your eyes are staring directly at you in, at yourself in the mirror. It's completely dark, right? No action, no nothing, no stimuli. After 10 minutes, your mind begins to hallucinate. Your mind begins to see things. And your mind begins to see, some people report scary objects. This is a very well-known, very well-known fact, right? Many people do this. You start seeing scary objects. Some people describe monsters. Some people describe parents, their parents with a different face. Some people describe themselves in a different, it, it's, it's, it gets pretty deep. It's, it's a pretty crazy phenomenon, right? But the whole point, right? So scientists have explored why, right? Why is it that people see it, see these weird objects in the mirror? Because the brain is bored. The brain needs stimuli. So if there is none being fed to it, the mind starts creating stimuli. How amazing is that? And it's very telling because this that is literal proof of the fact that people are chasing thrill. People are actually chasing stimuli, meaning that if there is an option of no stimuli to stimuli, the mind will 100% pick stimuli. This goes to show that number one, whoever our creator, be it God or whoever you may believe, is actually putting emphasis on the present moment, right? Going back to a couple episodes ago, right? Number one, space and time, right? Spatial temporal laws. We there we can only live in one place in one time. That's one proof of how important the present moment is. And number two is that the mind is constantly chasing stimuli, right? These two together show the power of the present moment. Anyway, separate idea. But the fact of the matter is that the mind is constantly chasing stimuli. Meaning whatever thrill and stimuli your mind gives it, right? Everyone's chasing thrill and stimuli, but there is an actual hunger for it, right? That's what the mirror example shows us. Now, uh, but before we dive into uh, tying all these things together, I want to give a brief thanks to our sponsor. Okay, so we just got off talking about how the mind is constantly chasing stimuli, right? Social media... Now we're going to talk about technology. Technology, when I talk about technology, I'm talking specifically about social media, right? And I'm, it's, it's pretty fair to, uh, to believe that's, that technology and social media are synonymous. I mean, it's, I looked up a study not too long ago of how of the amount of the percentage of your phone battery used on certain apps and it's Facebook, Instagram, all the social media apps. And so that's what I'm going to, that's the route I'm going to be taking. Social media brilliantly gathers all the reactionary content with thrill points of over 100 into one centralized location. Everything that sends a dopamine rush through your system Every video, every image, every single uh, piece of media that is entered, that is on your phone, has a high thrill point. It's literally meant to do it. And if you look on the description of, of Instagram, for instance, or Facebook, right, it's, it's things that, it's activities that interest you. It's uh, media, and all this is geared to give you interest, right? Keyword. It's supposed to give you interest, right? Social media gathers all the things that give you a thrill of over 100 or a high thrills, right? Be it forms of uh, nudity or anything that gives you any sort of thrill. It sends 
it just puts and gathers in one centralized location. Think there's a constant concentration of things that give you thrills in one single place, right? So again, the mind is on a constant pursuit of thrills and social media is giving you those thrills. You are the recipient of all those thrills, right? That's what makes social media so attractive. Now, next point here. This idea conditions this this uh, concentration of reactionary media conditions your mind in a way where you only react to something with a hundred thrill points. For instance, your mind, if you're constantly fed, right? If you, if your reality, if you're completely immersed in social media, and you, this conditions your mind in a way where it only reacts to the level of thrill that social media gives you. You know, it sets a new standard for what gives you, for what you give your reaction to, right? For what you react to, what you give attention to, etc. right? The cost of your attention, the cost of your concentration is too high to where anything under 100 thrill points will not give you any interest anymore. Nothing gives you interest because there is such an overabundance of thrills on social media that it just cheapens the actual thrills of the reality around you. I have a friend who... We've been friends for about three years now, and uh, I play. I used to play violin. I not play as often as I'd like to, but a few weeks ago, I shared with him the fact that I play violin, right? We've been friends for about three years, so if a friend tells you after three years of being friends that I play an instrument, right, that's a pretty substantial change to your image of me, right? So that ex that's a, an objectively uh, normal cause for a reaction, right? Now, I told him, right, we're both sitting down. We're chatting, we're eating, and I tell him, hey, you know, by the way, I, I don't, weird that I didn't mention to you, but I play the violin. Cool. And it takes another bite of a sandwich, right? And he kind of just, the, the most I got was like a little bit of a brief eyebrow raise and a shrug, right? The same reaction you would get to a good morning or like not even a good morning because a good morning, there is a reciprocation of a response, right? All he said was cool. Right. And it was said, and he said it in such a sociopathic way. There was, and I'm not reading too much into it. Right. You can clearly see there was no actual reaction. And I'm thinking, I'm like, Hey, you know, that's like you telling me you're moving houses, you know? Wow. Really? That's pretty crazy. That's interesting. Right. That warrants a reaction. That is an appropriate response. There's an appropriate response, which would be a, any sort of reaction, right? Be it verbal, even, a, even a, an accentuated facial, a facial response would be nice. Right nothing dead like silent you know cool i mean what is that you know it's it's a really it was just a really weird it was just really weird and it, and it was weird to the point where i actually questioned like why are you not reacting like it was actually really weird uh, it was it was a weird thing because i was actually questioning him uh just mentally just kind of wrestling with why he wouldn't react normally and i figured it out i mean he's and i kind of I know he's ridiculously involved in social media. I mean, we all are, you know, we all are obsessed in a way, but this, he, he is, he's really involved, right? Most of his life is spent on social media. You know, he's got many accounts that he, that he uh, kind of snoops around on. He, I mean, he, he's, he's pretty, most of his day, if he's not uh, eating or doing something else, he's, he's on social media. So he is a prime example of this entire idea. He is so invested in his, all his time is spent on social media where things give him thrills to unbelievable degrees. 
with such high thrill points, right? All these biological, biologically implanted thrills, like sex and drugs and money, right? All these high thrills are constantly fed to him, like like he's just being fed and fed and fed with with this, uh, with all this uh, reactionary content, and. So me claiming that I play violin isn't really that big of of a deal. I mean, he's there's an overabundance, there's an objective overabundance of wow, that's crazy of of interesting of you know of just interesting uh, dope uh, reactionary content. This is dopamine through his system. There is just it's constant. So for me claiming that I play violin is not that big of a deal. It doesn't affect him, right? And that's a very 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 sad sad reality. So before we dive into the problem, which I am going to tie everything together, I want to give another brief thanks to our sponsor. All right, so the problem. We just got off stating how social media is the culprit for uh, giving or for feeding us reactionary content or reactionary media with thrill points over 100. Now, here's the problem with everything, right? So just to review everything, reality is a blend. It is a healthy mix of 100-point activities or 100-point experiences and 10-point experiences, right? 10 thrill points, meaning a walk in the park, going to the, going, bo- going bowling with friends, going to the beach, etc., right? It all goes up, and it's a healthy composition. It's a healthy mix. Everything mixes together, right? That is reality. Reality is a zone of fluctuation, right? And that's also what attracts people to technology because you're in control, right? There's no fluctuation. People are scared of what they don't know. That That's just a fact. People have an objective fear. People have an actual uh, biologically implanted fear of what they don't know. You know, people tend to stay within their safety zone, right? Or what they can control. And social media is a perfect example of that. You are the orchestrator of any affair that goes on within your control on social media. So anyway, reality is a blend. Now, technology is strictly 100 points, while reality is a mix of 110 and 30 and 40. So all the thrills of life are disproportionately concentrated in one place. All the thrills that you're supposed to enjoy in life, right? So if life is uh, an experience of walking a park, an experience of life, an experience of uh, of sex, an experience of clubs, an experience of traveling, right? Those are all mixed level activities, right? You get a thrill from here, you got a thrill from there, you got a thrill from here, right? But all different degrees. Technology is strictly 100, right? All the thrills of life, all the amazing thrills of life, all the amazing all the amazing thrills of life are all concentrated into one place it's a very very sad reality and the fact of the matter is that the mind is so what what's the big deal if they're all all, all the thrills are concentrated into one place well we explored earlier through the mirror example that the mind actually has a predilection the mind has a bias toward toward uh picking up Whatever concentrate, whatever it's concentrated, right? It's constantly, it has a predilection for thrills. It wants thrills. It is a constant. People are constantly looking for action, for the pursuit of pleasure, right? That's what people are actually invested in. So while reality has an average a thrill point of 20 and social media and technology has 100, this disparity 
makes people ridiculously attracted to only the high thrills of life to the point where anything else, a walk in the park becomes boring. You know, when people complain that reality is boring, it actually is. There is real validity to that statement. Reality is boring. When you're on social media and every thrill of life and all the thrills of life are concentrated to the point where you don't appreciate anything else, that makes everything else boring. If your bar of getting attention, if your bar of concentration is now set at 100, where it was at a healthy point with 20, nothing else, everything under 100 doesn't set anymore. Only things, only hedonistic pleasures, only pleasures that are strictly uh, physical, that give you a physical thrills, get your attraction. So this is essentially why uh, technology converts people into hedonists, because People are in a constant search of thrill. People have a predilection for thrills. And the only thrills people get are from uh, are from 100, right? Or, or only from experiences with 100 points. So, you know, I'll give you another, I'll give you a, another example here. I am not involved in social media. So I, I, I like to think that my react, things that get my attention are pretty low. Well, conversely, my friends have at least like a hundred reactionary points right there. Everything that gets to attention has to be super substantial, has to be crazy, right? So if we're taking a walk in a park or a waterfall, right? If I'm just sitting at the park, I am, I, I'm, I'm perplexed. I can't even describe to you the, the magic I feel when I'm at a park. There's so much to learn. There's so much. It's, it's truly amazing how much a walk in a park is, is captivating for me. You know, I can be there for hours. So while my friends will be there, they all just, that's, that's actual hell for them because there is nothing there. That's like, it, it is, it is not captivating at all. There's nothing interesting for them because that's not it. For me, a walk in the park is, has a thrill point level of 30 while mine is 20. While theirs is a hundred and this is a 30 point experience. It means nothing. There's a 70 point disparity in thrills. You know, what it means to be in tune with reality means that your reactionary points are in tune with realities, with what reality brings you, right? There's no thrill, right? If the lower the bar of your thrill, the more things that are thrilling around you, right? The lower, if your standard for what interests you is a 10, any experience above a 10 is going to be super captivating. So it's unfortunate. It is a very, very sad, sad, sad reality that we're all uh, we're all doomed toward because no longer can people appreciate a walk in the park, right? People's everyone's attention span is lower. So while, for example, I was reading a Time magazine, right? Time magazine from the fifties, and there was an advertisement in that in in the magazine, a Time magazine for Coke, and Coke had a and I looked over, right. And it was really weird. It had your, your you have your your classic uh, Arctic scene with a polar bear, and a fizzling cup of Coke, right? And there was a small picture, and under the picture there were three paragraphs, of what? Three paragraphs of an advertisement for Coca Cola. How ridiculous! People today would turn the page immediately just at the sight of a Coke. But to have three paragraphs describing, that is actually absurd. The three paragraphs describing in detail of why you should buy this, why it's an amazing drink, how good it is for you, how tasty it is, right? 
people can barely uh, tolerate looking, giving their attention for three seconds at a, at a banner that says Coke, you know, enjoy, whatever it may be, right? So how, how it's crazy how much people's attention span has has uh, has just changed, right? The reason people's attention span has changed too is for the same cause, because the, it, their attention span is. I need a hundred points or more to captivate me. And what you're giving me, your conversation, your content is only 30, right? So the amount of the only, the reason people's attention span is so short is because they are, that's the amount of time it takes for them to assess the disparity, right? Oh, wow. It's 30. All right. Detention deterred, right? Completely, completely, uh, uh, separate, separate thing, but it's, it's unfortunately an epidemic that affects all of us. You know, no longer can someone appreciate a walk in the park. Reality is constantly full of captivation. We're going back to the uh, the sponge example. People who have an open sponge can suck everything around them, right? Can suck in all the information, can internalize, can breathe in, can inhale all the brilliance around them. But people who don't have a high thrill level, who have a super high thrill level, look constantly. Only Everything is in grayscale, only what gives them a thrill. But for someone who has a low captivation point, right? If someone who has low thrill standard, the whole world is in color. And the, everything in color is the literal definition of thrills. And with that, we are going to close. So thank you so much for listening. All your support helps tremendously. Share this podcast with all your family and friends. And uh, be sure to tune in every single day for new episodes of Existential.